Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in Fantasy Flight Games' Star Wars RPG line. Currently our story is Dead in the Water, and it can be found in the Star Wars Age of Rebellions GM's Kit. And this is Act 2, Episode 4. And I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. Hello there, I'm Christine. I play the part of Nima Ptolemy, the commander, tactician, figurehead of the party. And Nima's duty is personnel. I am Leslie, who plays Kith, and I like to sabotage things. TV93 is played by Brent. He's a slicer and a sharpshooter. His specialization is in enemy demoralization, but no one cares. I'm Chris, and I play Mandalorian warrior Motto Ordo, whose duty is the absolute and utter combat victory in every encounter. Except a Jarek. Ha ha ha. So to get us started, Nima, with the sudden onrush of people in the last episode, how is this changing uh, your outlook on your current situation? Before we broke out a number of the crew members from the brig, it seemed our goals were more straightforward. We needed to get to the comm array. We needed to follow the captain's orders, signal for help. And things change a little bit when you're seeing uh, 20 different faces who are all struggling to breathe. It's making the burden that's been placed upon her shoulder, her shoulders that much heavier. Nima's actually been rethinking her decision, and it's been tearing her up in terms of which direction do we go in. Do we go for the comms array, the life support, the engine room? Do we try to take back the bridge just so this can be Captain Sortuli's problem again? It's a lot placed on her shoulders when she hasn't been with the, with the Alliance for too long in the grand scheme of things, and she hasn't led a group this large since she left Coruscant. Ah, I see. So it's playing quite heavily on you. I do want to get a little bit of a recap from Kith about what has gone on previously to catch any new listeners up and to recenter everyone after a week. Previously, on Heroes of the Hydean Way, we are stuck on a ship that's being overtaken by droids that we brought there. But it wasn't intentional. We thought they were cool. There's been some wacky hijinks. Matu doesn't know how to use a pry bar. And now we're in this the brig. We're not in the brig. In the brig, we're actually in the hallway releasing the prisoners. But there's droids. They don't want us to release the prisoners. They kind of want to kill us all horribly. Horribly dead. But not TV. He's also cool. So, battle. I, I ripped out some stuff and tore down some, some shielding. And Matu slammed a restraining bolt in the forehead of one of those scary surgeon droid things and everybody else was very useful i got shot i think i, 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 think I tried to make you not too. get shot but you did very well uh, it would have gone <laughs> better so much if that can be done i might have short-circuited across my fingers but you know that's what band-aids are for and now we've got a hallway full of very angry thinly breathing ex-prisoners and one scottish who might be useful yeah, he had a bit of an attitude. Yeah, definitely, definitely an attitude. Uh, well, you get put in one of these here brig cells, it's going to turn you into a bit of a firecracker. Hopefully not literally. Although I could do that, probably, if I overcharge the circuits. Or this is when the young knot straps a bunch of grenades to himself, runs into a room. I'll show you a party. That is definitely a thing that could happen. That's not part of the, any plan. <laughs> 
Amatsu has suddenly remembered he knows how to use medical things due to the fact that I upgraded his medical skill. <laughs> so, uh, so officially, you are Dr. Matu. One of those hits I'm to wondering the head. Uh, if I now know enough to use the medical it. droid uh, via restraining bolt to heal my critical injury, because I'm kind of concerned about that. I definitely think after you have jammed this restraining bolt into the medical droid's head, I absolutely think that I would be happy to get you to roll the medicine check for this medical droid. There, well, one thing that I know that we need to do is let's do up a destiny pool. A uh, light side. Are you trying to show off, Brent? Are you seriously? So Christine rolls to light side. Brent rolls to light side because I'm just taking your first die and not the extra you decide to roll. They both came the same. Take, pick whichever one you want. Does this mean it's my turn to drag the team down? No! no! <laughs> what the heck? Oh no. It's one of those points where I can't remember if I left in my explanation of how bad. sessions where the party rolls nothing but light bad. side tend to mean actually really bad luck for the party. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Let's just flip them all now. <laughs> let's just let's gear up. It's shopping spree yep. time. <laughs> okay, we're gonna make one of these prisoners a secret uh, Jedi. Then. Uh, force user, maybe. Uh, <laughs> the other thing was duty. Right, duty. So I shall roll a d100 and see if the personnel combat victory, enemy demoralization, or sabotage comes up in that order. Ah, uh, but the fun part to this is. TV now has a better handle upon his duty, and as such, has two more wounds for this session. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed. And everyone else in the party has one more. I find I feel better when he directs his endless complaints at the enemy rather than us. It is encouraging. They just want to keep me alive longer to torture me. <laughs> yes, that is my grand plan, TV. Okay, so we have Matu. Wanting to use the medical droid via restraining bolt to try and heal the critical he suffered last time. And yeah, I'd absolutely go with that. I give you a setback from the droid because it is working through a restraining bolt, but its medicine check is three yellow. Alright, three yellow, and the critical I suffered last time is an average difficulty. So that's two purple, one black. Here we go. And four successes, three threat. The medical droid's very good at patching you up, but is has terrible bedside <laughs> manner. Not very, not very soothing throughout. Yeah. On the other hand, this is a medical droid that has sort of taken a shot to the back, a very effective shot to the back, if I remember correctly. And like most certainly healing the critical wound that you have. But the I'm really thinking that. In doing so, it transfers one strain to you just by being very poor with its acting, very poor with how its bedside manner is. Like It's working through a restraining bolt, and then I'm figuring it falls over. <laughs> the last two... Well, I'm figuring that it, it absorbs two of the strain. Like, it's trying to work through having a big hole in its back, and as it is, patching you up, and then it just sort of collapses onto the bench next to you. I don't think you were supposed to put the bolt on its head. He bends over, takes the restraining bolt, puts it back in his pocket, and says, Well, droid, you may have been a traitor, but in your last moments, you served the Alliance and benefited the glory of Mandalore. 
So for that, I salute you. And I salute. That was weird, Matu. And then push all the pile, like, <laughs> push all the pieces off the if bench onto the If you're done playing with the droid, come over here. We need to discuss what we're going to do. Sure thing, LT. TV's just staring at the pile. I know we've been making our way to the comms array, and I do think that still needs to be a priority, but it seems like we're losing life support a lot faster than the original estimate. With the four of you, Brian the Ugnut is standing there, sort of at everyone's waist, looking up. We're kind of doing like the football huddle, and he's kind of on the outskirts, trying to like get in. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, he's an Ugnut. He can just kind of go low and pop up in the middle. Damn, didn't think of that. The wonders of silhouettes here. <laughs> Kith feels tall. Well, you want to split up the team? I'm concerned about the level of resistance we're going to meet if we do that. It's becoming increasingly clear that the four of us are the most competent people here, at least in terms of a fight. The rest can, uh, can handle repairs, they can operate the ship more effectively, but... What about trying an uh, alternative route? Maybe we go through one of the escape pod hatches, float through space... Uh, I've got a vacuum seal on my armor, and TV doesn't need to breathe. The two of us could enter from the outside, perhaps. It's certainly a creative suggestion. I've been thinking it. Sounds awful. Would you head for life support or the comms array? As you all are discussing this, over the overhead PA system, a droid voice that you've heard once before comes on saying, EK-124, what is your status? We don't have much more time before we get in contact with the Ice Heart before it's too late. And at that point, it sort of sizzles and stops. I hate PAs. Uh, maybe you should try to answer for that droid. I don't even know him. You deceived the medical droid effectively enough. Just do something similar. That's it? Well, I think you can do it. Okay, as you guys are trying to cajole TV into impersonating this random droid. You hear a, what can only be described as an astromex beeps and boops, twitter over the PA system in response. TV, what did he just say? Does TV know? You are a droid. I would hope you would speak binary. TV does have the radio in his head. You'd figure Kiff speaks binary. That, that also would be very plausible. Maybe my comprehension of binary functions like Machu's comprehension of Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is mildly disturbing. It seems that they are trying to extract information out of some meat, um, out of some biological life form. Apparently, it is not going fast enough for the droid's preferences. Sounds depressing. Short guy. Who else was important on the ship other than the captain? Oh, well, there's a chief engineer. There's there's the one in charge of the communication array. Uh, that we've got a full commander there. That's probably where it is. I mean, uh, if they're trying to get in contact with another ship, that would that's where you've got to be. And that's locked down to our own type, our our own personnel, with passcodes and. Handprints and all well, that sort of looks stuff. Looks like the decision's made then, LT. We have to make a move for the communications array. I don't like going in without air any much as more as the rest of you, but without a decisive victory now, we'll just be prolonging the inevitable. Agreed. Sergeant Ordo, get the soldiers ready to move out. Soldiers, fall in! And with one 
loud thump. The twenty now Erstaz soldiers fall into line behind the four of you and make way to the uh, turbo lift. Do we, do, are they armed at all? They've got some blaster pistols at the moment. You said the armory was on this deck, right? Yes. For a destiny point, can we equip our guys with rifles and maybe some light armor? Alright, I can definitely go with the armor. Would there be um, rebreathers anywhere else convenient on this level? Well, there are some rebreathers, but most of them are hard into the escape pods. Like, most of it's just like a like those oxygen masks on airplanes where you you're stuck to strap the wall. it into your over your face but you're tied to the oxygen bottle. I don't think about rebreathers at all. Who do you want to take point, LT? Oh, I'll do it. Doesn't that seem like a good idea? I'll take point. Puts a barrier between us and any more droids we run into. Can I vote that she doesn't walk next to the droid? <laughs> That's just going to be too noisy. It was one time. <sighs> Matu, you're behind me. I will switch from sword to blaster rifle. So, yeah, quickly raiding, like, you guys are at a security point. This is, they had locked down the security armory, and you take a look in, there's enough there to kit out everyone with, with some form of light armor and with a blaster rifle. Double time, maggots! Is the insulting really necessary? It's a military thing. How do you want to approach the comms array? Do you want to be going up the center spire, the ladders, or are you wanting to actually try and override and take command of one of these turbo lifts to fit everyone in and get up there quicker? How many more decks do we have to go? So you need to go up another seven decks. The, the, the door is helpful. I guess all 20 million of us can climb the ladder. Hmm. That'll be great. We're running low on time. Kef, get the door. Can I get the lift? Like, can I control the lift independently? Or is that going to have been locked down from the engineering room? Uh, the lift. Get you the lift. can Hurry it up. try and mechanic your way into using the lift. <laughs> if like, it works. There's definitely a way of doing that. Or uh, TV could um, attempt to computerize certainly. it. Droids are just servants. Allow me to open the door for you. Dad gum at TV, hold on. Like, either way is going to work. More orders. Very well. I'm gonna hurt you. I'm your friend. I'm going to disassemble you and use you to build a crib. I'm happy to be of service. (laughs) (laughs) Look, TV, she's not ordering you. She's not very good at it. I am... Darn fierce. If I engineer, will it show up on computers, or would it be better if he does computers because it will look more normal? That's all I want to know. Oh. In that case, yeah, it's going to look a bit more normal being on computers. The primary reason for that is you're at the security uh, depot, and because of that, you've got the security level computers here. Uh, if you use those, it's going to set off a lot lower flags, and possibly might even be an easier thing to do instead of trying to do it somewhere else. That was a good question. I would have not thought of that at all. Because I have a feeling if we, you know, rip some stuff out of the wall like I did with the brig computers, and then 
sent us somewhere useful. It might be like, dee doo dee doo dee doo. Just saying. <laughs> eh, not quite yet. Most computer systems would have. Oh no. <laughs> what, what, what is what is it they? David, Chris, is. what are what are your silhouette zero swears? Criff, or something like that. Oh, Criff, Karg, Carabast. Those are the Star Wars swears. That's my only experience with them. Is is your show? I'm learning though. But thank you. Oh, heart. Kith will turn to Matu and just kind of hold up a finger to keep him quiet and then turn to TV and say, TV, I think it will be better if you do this because you have a better way with computers than I and will be less likely to alert them to the fact that we're using the turbo lift. You don't have to justify yourself to me. She hasn't put her finger down, by the way. She's still holding it up to him. I would deeply appreciate it if you could lend your assistance. I will do it. I know an order when I hear it. And he slinks off towards the uh, computer terminal. <laughs> just not... Oh, just... <sighs> if, if you're not happy with his programming, just wipe his memory already. You get to the computer uh, terminal, and you can see like a third of it's kind of disassembled, wires hanging out. So it's going to be one setback. So one black... One difficulty and one challenge. So one black, one purple, one red as your base difficulty. Can Kith lend a hand, help with some of the wires, put things back together so it functions more normally? Yeah, I'd be willing to give a boost off of that, yes. I will offer a boost and I will try to reassemble some of the mess. And TV has bypassed security to remove the uh, setback for disabling a security device or opening a locked door. That would absolutely work. And we have so many light side points. <laughs> Yay! I've got some dark side points now. And TV slinks his way up to the terminal as they're trying to, to rewire things and put it all together. And eventually he kind of pushes them aside. But it turns out that their rewiring efforts did um, help. Because he ended up with uh, three successes, one of which came from that boost die. And... Um, Everything else cancels out. So it was mostly his skill and uh, knowledge, and then the uh, the rewiring did help as well. And so he inserts his uh, um, slicer gear into the computer. He he uh, finds a, a port and uh, plugs into that, and then actually snips a couple of wires. And he's working really really quickly and speedily. You can tell he's not enjoying it because he lets you know. He sort of looks to the side as he's doing it, reproachfully over at Kith. And, uh, but eventually, the door just opens up, and he starts collecting his gear, and then turns around and stares at the rest of you silently. In this case, I'm going, especially since a TV was able to get three successes, both central turbo lifts come to the stop and open. No droids inside. They're sitting there waiting for use. Ding! And as that happens, TV is sort of smugly taking his gear out of the uh, computer ports. Ten of you, short guy, Kiff, you're with me. The rest, go with the LT. Righto. It's going to be a long turbo left ride with this music. Okay, actually, at this particular moment is 
45 minutes as you get to the top of the deck. As you get up to deck one. Ding! The sort of meta clock hits 45 minutes. This particular point, nothing else bad is happening. But as you get up there, you are noticing that all of the kitted out alliance, I guess infantry, you could call them, they are all kind of swaying. Like, even the little Ugna is... They're there, but it... Like, you can tell, like, they're sort of sweating. They're a little jumpy. You can tell that they're starting to feel the effects of low oxygen. Have we reconvened, or are we still separated by lift? I thought that the two lifts would get to the top deck at pretty much the same time, and then everyone would spill out. Okay. Okay, just making sure. Got it. As you kind of see the Ugna trying to bounce there, he's got... Surprisingly enough, you even found, like, a proper rebel helmet for him. Blast vest, helmet. The blast rifle looks just gigantic in his arms. But he's there. Not exactly mad dog-like, but... He probably (laughs) growled at somebody for it. Just like, nope, this is mine. Rian... How well do you know the layout of this deck? I don't know too much about uh, this deck. They never really allow us much on here. It's... But there's always the main corridor that goes down, and there are the doors branching off of there. This is a bit of a specialized place, but I know that there's a briefing room for high-security communications up here, and, well, then... There's also offices, which they're bound to have a hallway going down them. Everything on this level is so close to each other. I, it's all bound to be in one spot. Would there be access corridors, like hatches for small people? I, I knew you'd be asking me about this. They've had me chase a few wires down a few of these small... Uh, passageways, but they are so tight. You can barely move in them in your normal uh, coveralls. Up here, they want to keep everything so small that barely even a mouse droid can fit through anything. They're so worried about the encryption and coded transmissions up here. Well, Kev, you're the saboteur. Can't we just sabotage it? Well, if we want to... No, no sabotaging anything. We need this equipment to call the Alliance fleet. Well, we can fix that after I've destroyed every single droid clanking about the ship. Not every droid. Kith does the the two-finger eyes kind of (laughs) point, like she's watching him. Kith, we know. You don't have to keep reminding us that TV is (laughs) off-limits. That's okay. I I keep stressing that TV's not allowed to shoot us. So, (sighs) I'm just keeping it even. I can I can probably destroy it all, but we don't want to do that, do we? Still need the equipment to call out. That puts the frag grenades out of question. But if you rolled a skullduggery and got enough advantages... Matthew, what are you talking about? You're speaking gibberish. <laughs> the lack of oxygen is getting to me. <laughs> I'd have to see what I'm working with before I could promise you anything. This isn't exactly the kind of ship that we got in the garage. This is kind of a little 
bigger than the garage. Well, let's get in there. I'll see what I can do and you guys do stuff. You're all trained and useful. The, um, I know it was mentioned at the very beginning of the, the mission that there was a bay full of ships, right? How close are we to either of them? There are actually two. There's the fore and the aft bay. The fore bay is... You kind of passed it. Like, it's on the backside of the forward blade. They sort of face each other. The forward one... Actually, no. The forward one is that big opening in the front side of the ship. And that's sort of the starfighter bay. That's where the squadron of ships normally resides. The back one is more for shuttles and that sort of thing. Okay. And I'd be happy to roll for it, but uh, would I know if what type of fighters and if they are there? Actually, yeah, I do kind of want to get you to roll a just average knowledge warfare check. That is a career skill, which I have put nothing into. <laughs> I wanted to hurt things. So I've got two green against two purple. <laughs> Here we go. Two advantages. All right. <laughs> so you, in your exploration of the ship, which hasn't really, as listeners know, you just haven't had much time, you have seen pilots around. You know that there's a squadron here, like an actual 12-ship squadron, but you're not quite sure what these yellow aces do. Like, what kind of ships do they fly? You see this weird wishbone thing on them. But beyond that, Matu's not really quite sure uh, what's going on with them. I know what's going on with them. Come on, Matu. All right. Never mind, Ben. If he doesn't know, then he can't suggest this thing. So press onward. All right. Pressing onward. If there's more than one entrance into external comms, then... I think it would be best if we could flank them. Uh, bring a team up either of the hallways that Rian was Just so about. you know, Les, when most of the way for the comm center, it all hallways lead to the holographic pit. From there, it branches off into the uh, communication areas. A knowledge role thinking about communications and how they work and whatnot and see if I can think of a way... To, to jack them up in a way that I could repair from what I've seen about the ship, what I've experienced before. You're not really sure on ships this size. Like, that's... For sh- smaller ships, you could, like, literally just pull the panel. Like, I... Yeah, I could... I'd do it, but it's going to be a pretty hefty roll. It'll be, like, four uh, difficulty dice. Um... Can I talk to Ryan and, like, we'll have this whole conversation, but try and glean information from him? He sort of looks thoughtful uh, at you. Uh, Ryan looks thoughtful at you. He goes, oh, well, on any normal day, it could be done. But in the time that we have, I, I don't know, Cap. It might be? Okay. She, she looks... At, at, at Ryan and says I'm up for harebrained schemes so you said four difficulty? uh yeah it's mechanics or computers? uh this would be a mechanics check but I'm going to go with uh I'm 
most certainly going to flip one of these dark side uh, pips or one of these dark side destiny points and I'm really thinking that just because you're under such a time pressure another one of those needs to be upgraded that it's going to be too purple too red to try and figure out a way of disabling the comma ray in a expedient amount of time so that you guys can then go off and do other things with air still around. Okay. Does anybody mind if I flip something? No, do it. We've got a lot. Okay, what would that do? Because I have three yellow to begin with. So you have a three yellow, and then you would add a green. Add a green. And and Ryan was no boost? No, Ryan's not really going to be a boost on this. Okay. Well, Kith is... is well, they're talking tactics for going in and Matu's dreaming about stealing ships and I don't know, blowing holes in the side of the ship. I'm not sure. Kith thinks? Ooh. Okay. Um, I have an idea. Well, say the roll first. Alright, so we, we had it four purples, but was upgraded twice. One by flip, one by just sheer lunacy. Uh, I have three yellows, and I upgraded with a, a, a light side point for a green and ended up with two success, three advantage, and a despair. Despair. So you say you have an idea. I have an idea. It's not a good one. It's kind of dangerous <laughs> and might explode. Sounds like a perfect Kith idea to me. Uh, and what I'm thinking for the two successes, I actually have a legitimate idea. For the three advantage, I know what I'm looking for when I get into the room. And for the despair, this is actually just a terrible idea that probably might actually just blow up the entire system. All right. Sure. Give it a shot. Well, I've got to get in that room, I guess. Uh, TV might have an idea of how many droids are kicking around in there. They didn't ask. Eh, true. There is that. Do you want to know how many droids are in there? He says to the party. Yes. <laughs> There's a radio in my head that tells me. Will you tell us? It's not very interesting. But is it useful? It makes me very depressed. What doesn't? How many, TV? Do you really want to know? Yes. Where's the restraining bolt? Go around as about to say. <laughs> Matthew still has that restraining bolt. I thought TV, so. What is it? I detect inside that room one astromech, one medical droid, and at least ten protocol droids. I told you it was depressing. All right. My suggested breach maneuver then would be: short guy, you attack the astromech because you're at the same eye level. I will engage with the. Medical droid, while Kif grenades the cluster of protocol droids. The other individuals in the team shall lay down cover fire as necessary, focusing on the protocol droids. I can't argue with his battle plan. <laughs> yeah, the Ugnaught just sort of nods, salutes, and readies his blaster rifle with the rest of the group. Yeah, let me know if I'm stepping on it, but I, I just have the sense that in this team, like Matu's job is to come up with the, the blasting plans and then everything else is on Nemo. 
well, here's the funny thing. Matu is the sergeant, so she uh, will defer to him a lot, and especially, I think he's got a lot more combat experience than she does. Well, that makes sense, since you're a police officer, or were. Were. Been a military officer for a matter of months. All right, we take our breaching positions, and I've got one of those cool hand signals by my head. Um, <laughs> don't we need TV to lead mm-hmm. because he can open the door? He can just stand nearby and push the button. Uh, I think the hope is that we'll be able to clear the room quickly. If not, you know, Nima and TV are going to wander in and engage in the battle anyway. And TV can hit from pretty far. So theoretically, just shoot from outside in the hallway into the, the fray. I imagine Nima will still be in part of the first kind of wave to enter because she can basically, uh, she can draw fire. She can kind of occupy a piece of the room and at least uh, any protocol droids that aren't blown up by the grenade um, start taking some of their attention. Alright. This sounds like it probably should get a cool check off of you. Since you're all just sort of piled up on these doors. Like, I'm figuring that you're going in the two entrances, the two groups of you, uh, the Alliance infantry standing behind you, Matu Ray to burst through the these doors like tv's kind of close enough that the signal is going to work what even christine i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's the most wasted advantages possible because i got one success and five advantages on my cool check (laughs) aha i got three successes haha plus one oh god everybody went quiet again oh good no (laughs) Wow, that's a nice roll Cooler than the surface of half (laughs) Okay Fighter One of the sets of droids gets that And Hmm. Still did better than half of us Okay, so Did you roll for our our party too? They're probably just going to go with us Because otherwise it becomes too many initiative slots yeah, the way that I'm going to work it for them is they go after everyone. You guys go and be awesome. They do covering fire and whatnot and bring up the rear. I, I would imagine unless we make use of them in some way, like if I decide to try to lead them and get them to do something specific on my okay. turn. Okay, I gotcha. Exactly. Oh, no, it, uh, it was sort of a six of one, half dozen of the other when it comes to this. It Okay, so we have a PC, an NPC... A PC, two NPCs, a PC, an NPC, and a PC at the very end of the round, and then all of your minging groups lay waste to everything inside. Yeah, it, it will be Matu going first. Okay, doke. So I. Well, that was a question. Uh, yes? Yes. As you burst through the door, you see to the center of the room one of those holograph tanks. A bit smaller than the kind in Return of the Jedi where you've got desks around it and where you can see a swirling representation of the black hole in front of you. You can see against the far set of desks a row of about about 30 uh, people on their knees, they're back to the desk, looking up at these droids. The protocol droids are in two clusters, 
pretty close to them. They're they've got their arms out and their blasters drop. There is on a chair that's pretty close to this uh, holograph tank. There's the astromech who has like their shock probe and a few other sundry tools out and are menacing one of the looks to be an officer. And there's the medical droid that's also standing right next to him. Like, the two of them look to be trying to do some form of interrogation slash torture on this guy. Alright, so I'm going to shoot the medical droid. Uh, I presume my first maneuver is used entering the room? Yes. Okay. So then, um, what range are they at? The astromech, the medical droid, and one of the uh, protocol droid groups is at uh, short range to you. The second minion group is at medium range. Okay. So here's how I'm going to try to do it. My uh, range heavy is two yellow and a green. I'm going to take on two strain to give myself an extra maneuver to aim. And then it's against one purple. Because they're so close, I'm going to upgrade that as if they're in engaged with this guy. With the officer, you mean? Yeah, with the officer. Okay. Yeah. So is that two black or one? I forget. That would just be going from a purple to a red. Woohoo! Finally! Did some damage. <laughs> Your luck has changed. All right. So I got two successes. Two advantages and a triumph. I also have a rank in point blank, which gives me an extra piece of uh, extra point of damage when I nice. use a ranged weapon at short or engaged. Very nice. So that very, will be uh, nice. 9, 10, 11, 12 damage coming at that sucker. Pizza. And let's see. Okay, well, um, then I will use my two advantages to give a blue to the next PC, and I will use the triumph to crit. Okay. So that, especially with the crit, uh-huh. I'm going to say you got him. Sweet. Like, out and gone? Nice. So, yeah, I, I push the button, it slides open, Matu is the first one in, he scans the room and sees everything that you described Levels up his blaster, lines up the sights down at the droid, and says, For the Alliance! Pulls a trigger, and kaplow! Bolt hits some dead center mass, and the arms and legs disconnect and fly across the room, and the smoldering uh, center chassis and head just collapse at the bound and, I guess, the, the captured officer's feet. Alright. With this racket... The near group of protocol droids are going to turn and try and whip around to fire at this new loud noise that has come in. Uh, does Matu have any range defense? I do not, no. Okay. The other hand, they're firing blaster pistols, so I mean, it's not like it's going to do huge amounts of damage. That's what you said about uh, the Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> One dented armor plate later. Not near as bad as a Wookiee. On account of, they do a grand total of six damage, but they do have four advantage coming off of this. The range has worked so beautifully. At As they're whipping around, it's hard for them to completely track, and they do get two failure on the roll, but it is still successful is, with that one is success. Is that enough to do damage no. to Matu? No. 
It's not. My soak is, really? my soak is six. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I'm standing there stoically as they blast me. You do take a hit, but it's on the armor, and it's sort of like a smoking crater on the armor that just doesn't go through. Mandalorians know how to make armor. They really do. And because of this, uh, like, it hurts. It's going to give Matu a setback on his next roll, and it's going to give the next droid to act a boost die. You know, you better give Sergeant Bane a massive thanks for fixing that. <laughs> Alright, and that brings us to a PC for this. Which I believe next would be Kith. Alright. She is on Matu's heels, skids into the room, grenade in hand. Which droid set? Let's see, we've got one at short range, one at you have one at short range, one at medium, but without having to open the door, I'm figuring that you're going to be able to get to, if you just do a movement, you can uh, get to short range on either. Just sitting on outside the door, you are at short range to one group, so you could do like an aim maneuver and throw the grenade, getting a boost eye, and not taking any extra strain from it. Okay. Um... And you'd get, you'd get two blue because I gave you the one, two. Oh, right. Yeah. Are either of the particular groups farther away from all of these people? There's a distinct distance between them. Like, they're sort of step back at least a full step or two so that it doesn't look like they're engaged with them, I guess is the best way I can put it. There, there is enough distance that if the grenade were to, say, blast, it would not be hitting them. Okay. You saw where that was going in my head. All right, well, let's... It will be one purple. I'll take the blue for Matu, but I'm not going to aim because I want to get further into the room so I can see what I'm going to be doing next turn. Um, since I'm going to have some work to do coming up. Absolutely. Kablam! It does six damage. So I've got three success and a threat. Okay. When you throw the grenade, it's going to get a little bit too close to the guys on their knees, sort of backed up against these desks sorry, and sorry. you're worried that it's going to hit them as it explodes and takes out one of these protocol droids she's mortified but but also happy that she did something hopefully useful oh no absolutely and this this group that you just hit is the same group that had fired off Blah, at for, Matu. For, for Matu's armor so you've immediately got a bit of revenge on him it's just it's just dirty, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So we've got two NPC groups going, and because of the medical droid being taken out, these are the last two NPC groups going for this round. What's going to happen is the astromech droid is going to whirl around and with its uh, arc welder advance on Kith, attempting to strike and do something. <laughs> something. Oh dear. And because, well, this is an arc welder on an astromech, I'm... Okay, yep. I'm spending one of these dark side points, and transferring from one kind of die to the other, and yeah, astromechs really shouldn't be doing anything like this. <laughs> As the one yellow now is going to be going up against the two uh, purple 
Unless Kith also has defense. Okay, so rolling and blinking. So it comes like the R2 droid whirls around, has this arc welder sparking as it rolls towards you, and it tries to jolt you with electricity, and it goes right into the carpet next to you. No, stop. <laughs> Seriously? Right. So the other group of protocol droids. Seriously, it blanked. So the uh, other sets of protocol droids twirl around and see Kith making a bit of a way in. Matu sort of standing just inside this door and a lot of shadows into this sort of smoky room. They turn around, they evaluate that this Bothan has grenades, and they try and take a shot at Kith. I feel so popular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see the weird things that happen. The protocol droids do hit in their voluminous fire. One blaster shot does hit Kith for eight damage before soak, but they do take two threat. What do the four of you figure that they should do for threat? I'm thinking, if the others don't mind, I'm thinking the captives are getting a little less captive. They're starting, they're realizing the rescue teams here, they're starting to get up and fight back, kind of like what the yeah, prisoners they're, did they're, before. They're looking for, for, for rocks and sticks and knives and things. Sticks on a ship. You know those space rocks that just appear on your ship. Can't stand them. <laughs> Paperweights, they're in an office. They did just have an explosion, as we all have learned from Star Trek. After explosions on consoles, rocks do appear. Get your Star Trek out of my Star Wars game. What is this? <laughs> okay, fine. Debris. <laughs> all right, that does bring us around to having... That kind of hurt, um, by the way. That, yeah, how much yeah. do you have, Wesley? <laughs> uh, three. Oh. Um, do we come to a PC slot at this point? We do come to a PC slot. In fact, we come to two PC slots. So we've got Nima and TV. I'd like to take one. Uh, Nima is starting to bark orders. The first thing she yells is at Kith to uh, to back off uh, because you're taking a lot of fire and you're just a little bothered. Um And also a member of her squad. The other thing she's doing is she's starting to kind of yell and rile up our uh, 20 dudes out here to, uh, you know, breach the room, take out the protocol droids now. So I would like to make a leadership test to try to organize these people and make these not-soldiers do a soldier thing. All right, that that is definitely a thing you can do. That is going up against two purple. Right. Uh, Nima's leadership is naturally two yellow and one green, and she gets a free blue die because she has a rank of command. She's just naturally a commanding presence, and uh, the force is with her <laughs> in this endeavor, uh, spurring these soldiers onto action, or into action. And I'm left with one success and a triumph. Ooh. Wow. So what do you want to do with a triumph? Uh, so these soldiers, I start barking out orders, blaster bolts are going everywhere, and all of these people had to have gone through basic in some way, shape, or form. And those kind of, uh, those earlier lessons are kicking in. 
And it's the point of they're not thinking so much anymore because just the instincts that they had developed previously are taking over. So they're breaching into the room and the closest group of protocol droids, a number of them are uh, kind of bearing down on and are opening fire volley after volley with their blaster rifles. It's not exactly precise, but they're going to make up for the lack of quality with quantity. I would like to, if I could, use that triumph through them to crit the protocol droid minion group. Uh, which one of the two? The one at medium or the one at short range? Uh, which one shot Kith last? Uh, it's the one at medium range that shot at Kith. Okay, uh, then the one at medium range, because that would have been her, where she would have been first directing people, because I, but the way I'm also kind of picturing the layout of the room, they're probably the ones most within Nima's current view. Like the mm-hmm. short range ones, I think, are closer to Matt, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going for the medium ones. Awesome. So yeah, you burst through, uh, from your side, there's these ones, and one of the minion groups is opening fire, like, just as you go in, scan the room, they're, like, you sort of point in a direction, and this volley of blaster fire goes pretty much as you point, and one of those, uh, one of those protocol droids just gets five blaster shots right in the center, like, center mass, and goes flying into one of the chairs that was there, and the lights in its eyes just snap off. Excellent. And that brings us to TV. So TV is going last, and I envision that's because he, uh, when the battle started, he pulled out his uh, LBR, his his stun rifle, and put it up to his sight, and uh, got it all settled in you know his expert fashion. And as the battle's been kind of progressing in front of him through the door, he uh, kind of has visions going on in his head of the the piles of droids that were tore apart by the by the mob of prisoners and the the dismembered droid laying at Matu's feet. And now he sees the members of his group just kind of g- joyfully um, tearing droids apart and laughing and um, having a a good old time. And his eyes just sort of start to flash, almost like a accelerated Morse code signal and his gun is just sort of sitting there at the ready and his fingers on the trigger but he just hasn't fired yet but then um kith takes a blow and uh, that sort of seems to shake him out of it and uh he lowers his stun rifle and fires into probably at the the one that shot kith okay so that is at i'm gonna go with medium range to you and that is still a ranged heavy and since he has no pressing need to move, he will do his true aim maneuver. To upgrade his check twice. Okay. And uh, it's clear that he was distracted, but uh, he uh, still manages to get two success and a advantage. And so that's 12 damage to whoever he's shooting at, and he will pass a boost on to whoever goes first next round. 12? Uh, 12 stun damage. You guys are really impressive. The bigger guns, that's all. So, that's enough to take one out and severely damage another. So, how do you (laughs) want to describe that? Well, fry circuits. uh, Yeah, so, as I said, after Kith got shot, he just kind of spins around and the gun kind of snaps back up where it was kind of lagging towards the floor a little bit. And he pulls the trigger and the little stun circular bolts go out and just 
take two droids just right in the face and they they stagger backwards and one falls down um just backwards just straight and the other one uh some sparks kind of come out of his his uh exoskeleton and he kind of staggers and shakes his head that brings us to the end of the round there is one minion group that is just sort of flowing into the room after Nima's sort of command, go shoot this guy, and they're sort of filling volume. They're trying to give covering fire to everyone, and uh, TV and Nima are getting a uh, extra range defense from these guys. And at the exact same time, on the opposite side, five guys pour through and do the same kind of thing for Matu and Kith. So anyone trying to shoot at you is going to get an a extra setback die because these guys are just sort of trying to fill volume of the area, trying to just make sure no one really gets... or they have to consider their shots when they make them. And what about Ryan? And Rian... Is, is it Rian or Ryan? Rian. Okay. I'm going with the way that I have always figured that Ryan Johnson's name has been enunciated. So, Rian. Alright. Making a note. At that point, Rian and his four come barreling out past Matu, just sort of with this mad yell. There are these five others who are sort of shooting at the protocol droids, trying to keep their head down, trying to also not really damage anything. Then, yeah, you've got these four who just sort of pour through. Or they see Kith with this astromech in front of her, and they're firing right, like, pretty much right near her. So, the way that the five of them are shooting, it is going to be the... Well, they get two green and two yellow, going up against one red. And if you guys want to spend light side points on that, that's up to y'all. Let's spend a light side point. Let's let Rian be awesome. The fourth is with him. He's a little not who could. And also you start firing into uh, engaged with an astromech and Kith who's already taken a blaster hit, so that would be bad. I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Uh... <laughs> hey, I still gotta mm. play the other side. <laughs> so they hit, they hit f- fairly solidly. They get one success and four advantage. So they're doing a grand total of 10 damage before soak, which gets reduced down to 7. Astromachs are relatively hardy unless they're getting ship weapons shot at them, in which case they kind of blow up. This little guy's not quite dead, but oh geez. He is sort of spinning his head around as this blaster, or these blaster rifle shots uh, hit him. The question I kind of have is, they're using normal blaster rifles, so crit three. Do you guys want to crit the astromech? Sure, why not? This is a group that's essentially under your control, so and the astromech is a rival, so it actually will be a roll. I think that's still an excellent use of three advantages here. I think it kind of fits what's happening, too. Of They're just right. unloading into this poor astromech droid. You've gathered them up into a... For Astromech, nothing. He tried to You've gathered them up into a fever battle rage, and they're they're shooting the Astromech. Pretty much. Good job, Alliance. Good job. 
And, well, this is an <laughs> astromech who does have, like, a circular saw out menacing a Bothan that's been shot. So. <laughs> Monty was just beside himself with disappointment. Oh, there's so many targets! <laughs> and, uh... It gets an agonizing wound, so the difficulty of all brawn and agility checks until the end of the encounter gets uh, increased by one. So, yeah, this thing's not hitting anything ever again. So it's kind of, it's going haywire at this point, I would imagine. Like, it's it's kind of the moment, like, um, in Return of the Jedi when R2's been hit by a blaster. And it's kind of just... Uh, yeah, spinning around, different ports are opening and closing, gadgets are flying in and out, and it's just trying to get control over itself again. And it's at this point I want to bring us to a close. Like, at the end of this round, we've got this astromech who is pretty close to a flaming wreck himself. You've got the medical droid, which is now literally in five pieces on different points of this uh, facility. You've got Three protocol droids down from two different minging groups, and another one that is taken a stun bolt fairly significantly to the head or chest. And you've got these well, 35 intelligence officers starting to get riled up, even though they are more properly bound. Aww. And scene. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at the Hydean Way. You can and you can find me Ben on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me Christine on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one two T H and Night with a K. You can find Brent Brown on Twitter at I Brent Brown. And if you want to suggest some nice soothing burn salves to. Uh... Kith, you can find me at Leslet GS. Uh, I also have another podcast called Silhouette Zero, which is about tiny aliens who try to shoot things and can't because they're not good at combat. So if you like more Star Wars actual play, you can check that out at silzero.podbean.com, or you can just follow me on Twitter at silzerochris, that's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. Mm-hmm. I might have just binged all of it, but I couldn't possibly comment. And it's a really good show. Aww. Yes. Aww. You guys, you guys, I'm not ready to cry. <laughs> We're all at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcast is on iTunes and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Send us a holocom to heroes at thehydeanway.com. And if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can... F- Find that at patreon.com slash the Hydean Way. Thank you very much. Well, I did that in a bad key. I could not. I like that it was the 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 calm, slow music as we're we're all on fire.